0: FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree
1: Experts. The owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression mark reardon so in the words
2: of my late friend aretha franklin show some r-e-s-p-i-c-t
0: this is the mark reardon show
1: it's so damn hot milk was a bad choice
3: you know, usually I reserve that for when it's uh, the, the long time rule on that particular bite from Anchorman is if it's triple digits plus with the heat index, right? Oh, that's so it could fair. be in the 90s, but if it's the feel like. But I felt like I'd make an exception today <laughs> because, Sue, it's, it's legit warm out there. And I, love I, I made the mistake it. not to just, you know, because everyone really, I, I understand that people work for a living and I don't. But when I went to hit golf balls this morning, I had this on and it was long sleeve and I had a t shirt on underneath, but the t shirt. Literally, Well, no, I changed. That's right. I did change oh. after I took a shower. What was I the had matter this, with the T-shirt? I had a Mizzou T-shirt on, and there was a big hole in it, which I didn't care about because I had this thing on, right? Right. But then I realized, man, I, I can I mean, it was hot, and I'm in the sun, so I take it off, and I have a big hole in my shirt. I felt rather um, Tacky? It didn't feel like it was fitting the, the golf decor. I could probably say something that'll get me in trouble with yeah, a particular county and
4: I went out for that,
3: but I won't do that. a
4: bike ride today. It was gorgeous, but uh, I had to dig out the shorts.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really nice out. Now, the bad news on all that is it's not going to last very long, and it's going to get cold. We've got some rain on the way, unfortunately, but we'll try to get you through the entire week. Last Friday was fun. You know, we did the roundtable at St. Stephen's. We got a lot of fish. George Gray was there. It was a ton of fun. One of the things about so Friday, Fred's, Fred's in the room, too, because we are going to talk about the uh, the soccer game, which was just incredible over the weekend. But the, um, the show, I don't know if it feels this way for you, Fred, being there on the sidelines, but, man, I felt like that thing went by so
1: quickly the other day. It it was like over. It went so fast.
4: That's all we have to
3: do is go to a fish fry every day and the show will fly. (laughs) Well, we're going to have another one. Fish fry Fridays continue this week. We'll be in Eureka um, at Pop in Baldwin. I guess that's Baldwin. Is that technically... Christ Prince of Peace, and then Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus, the, the Knights of Columbus rather, the following Friday. Now on the thirty-first, we're going to have an off week, and we're still trying to put something together for April seventh, and I think that's going to come together. But we had a great start to this, and it was great so to, to have Steve Butts out there, and Jane, and Senator um, Mary Elizabeth, and everybody. So thanks to everyone who helped put that together, and it was a good start to Fish Fry Fridays. Did you have a and, nice weekend, everyone? And have who, a nice weekend? who won yeah. the
1: Price Is Wrong, Mark? Uh, who, I don't well,
3: remember. Oh, was it? Jane. Jane, Jane, that's right. I think George kind of handed that to to (laughs) her to a certain extent because she she was was the newbie. She was all revved up. And I'm not so sure she's not going to do an actual legitimate, you know, audition tape because she wants to be on that show.
4: Yeah. No, she really does.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to shoot it. Well, uh, what a, what a great weekend! Now I've, I've said this before that I'm probably, arguably, not the biggest soccer person on the planet, but this has been exciting to see the stadium built, the way that the whole thing came together with um, the you know the team. Uh, Carolyn Kendall has done a great job. You saw the crew there and these images from St. Louis, and not to mention the team wins.
2: What a special night! And there it is. How many feelings will you have like this? <laughs> In a lifetime, 22,500 dreams coming true at City Park and many, many more out there on Y98 and Apple TV.
3: How about that? I was on Apple TV. I watched almost the whole game. We did take a little break in the second half. Uh, Mr. Soccer himself, Bill McDermott, is with us this afternoon, the host of the St. Louis City SC postgame show on Cam Wex. Uh, How about that? for a start and what a great night on Saturday night downtown bill
2: absolutely fabulous mark i mentioned earlier today to a couple people other than other than having done and being present at world cups this is the most compelling astonishing atmosphere i've ever been around as a matter of fact even the inaugural game the inaugural game of major league soccer back in 1996 really didn't amount to that. That was out in San Jose against D.C. United. So this all came together at one time, as you just alluded to. The stadium getting players earlier, adding the training facilities directly across the street on Market Street, making it unprecedented in the history of Major League Soccer that everything is in one centralized general footprint in a downtown area. There's nothing like it in the history of Major League Soccer.
3: You know, that's interesting that you mention, even compare it to 1996. But I will say, just watching the coverage, I'm guessing you could feel this if you listen to the radio. Watching the coverage on Apple TV Plus, I could feel that energy. You could feel the buzz in the stadium. Their visuals were absolutely great. Now, I asked Fred this a little while ago. So, Fred, you did not go to the game, right?
1: I did not have tickets for the game, but I wanted to feel that energy too. So, I drove down. Oh, good for you, Fred. Right before the game, like around six or so. And, did a couple laps around the stadium to to see the rallies, to see all the people in their jerseys, uh, just to feel the vibe. And it was amazing.
2: That's awesome. Fred. you can't believe how many people did exactly that at all the venues adjacent to the stadium. A goodly number of the people who were participating in these venues, they didn't have tickets. They knew full well they weren't going to be able to get them because it was sold out. But nonetheless, they stayed downtown at the venues and it was crowded all night long. Where we did our post game show, you mentioned this mark from the pitch, a new restaurant directly Caddy Corner from the stadium. People were there from five thirty, perhaps even earlier, that's when I got there, five thirty till midnight. Now, obviously a little bit after the game, but they stayed around and watched the blues game on television after the city game on Apple T V
3: what What a great game, and who's that guy on Charlotte that was really annoying that we wanted to kind of punch in the face, but he's one of their big stars, oh, and I guess they paid him a lot of money, but he team, was just involved in every controversy the other night. every team
2: has a villain like that mark Enzo capetti yes, and he is one of their he's one of their designated players he's an Argentinian, he's a very talented player, but you just whoa, oh, just give me a piece of him for ten seconds. that's all Uh-oh. I want. Next close play, next close play he's getting it. But so, he brought it upon himself. You're right. Yeah,
3: he did. So I had we we had two TVs on at the same time, and I had started a, a fire the other night in the fire pit. So I was going up and down the stairs, and there's a bit of a delay where downstairs television comes in quicker than the upstairs. So I'm downstairs okay. when they got the own goal. And I specifically, yes. because my wife's the real fan here, I kept my mouth shut because I knew in about seven or eight seconds <laughs> I hear it. cheering. And, of course, she didn't hear it. So then I hear, oh, and I went upstairs acting like I knew what was going. I'm like, hey, because I heard the announcer say that was an own goal. I'm like, oh, that was an own goal. Act, You know, I guess I saw it with it coming off his head. But that was kind of a, a, a nice bonus the other night, too, wasn't it, Bill?
2: Well, and you know, this guy who did it, Bill Tuiloma, he's one of their prized defenders. So not only did Tuiloma head in a ball into his own goal, later in the game, uh, Malinda laid a ball off seemingly to his own player, to his goalkeeper, when in actuality he passed it directly to a city player, to Klaus. Now, this has happened two weeks in a row. For St. Louis City. It's unheard of for it to ever happen during the course of an entire season. So here they have it happen two weeks in a row. So off they go, Mark. 34 in a row. It's inevitable.
3: Here's one of the highlights.
2: <laughs> Eka, ready. Moving, ready. And he got it!
3: <laughs> we call that a PK uh, in the uh, football world, don't we, Bill?
2: Exactly right, and you know what? I saw similar, similar ball striking abilities. <laughs> I knew it to Edward Lubin's out at the St. Louis Soccer Park, Worldwide Technology Soccer Park. Oh, what three, four years
5: ago? More,
3: yeah, yeah. Sue, I don't know if you know about this experiment, but I came out of a, I believe it was a World Cup experience, and I was seeing people stand. How far are they away from the goal when they do the PKs?
2: Right inside the penalty twelve feet. It's yeah, larger, larger large area. It was a little bit larger the way it had set up at the soccer park. But you were, you were darn close to being the same thing. Right. Yeah. So I, a I,
3: have, I well, That's a penalty kick. Okay. Right? So I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, how can anyone, even without soccer skills, stand that close to a goal, a huge wide-open net with a ball that you can kick into it? How easy would this be? So oh, Bill uh, helped me arrange a trip out to soccer park, and yeah, it was one of the professional goalies, right? Yes, uh-huh. it was indeed it was. And I said to him at at first, and look, I maybe I should have practiced a little bit more. Although I don't know that that would have helped me. I said, "Do you think I'm going to get anything by?" And he he wouldn't even have like, no. no. Now I did get one by him, but that's because he flipped around for my last kick and he played it backwards. You know, so <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. I, I got Bill, one. In. Thank you for but, doing. You know that. what's funny about you saying that, Bill, is when when that shot went in, my wife in a heartbeat didn't skip a beat and said, "Yeah, that was kind of like your footwork, uh, you know, a few years ago." So she remembered that. <laughs> As well, I yes, it. I was. I'm, I'm humbled all the time in in my life, and I say stupid things, but it was very, very humbling. Uh, it looked great on TV. The crowds, yes. the stadium, the excitement on the part of the announcers, the way that they put St. Louis into historical perspective. Bill, because I don't know mm-hmm. how much you got to mm-hmm. see on television, and watch the coverage. It was a magical night. There's no doubt about it.
2: Very much so, and uh, all due to the fact that soccer has made this happen, which is very unusual to say for a city. In the United States. But St. Louis, being the landmark city it is for the sport of soccer, it's only natural. It's only natural because way back in 1875, when soccer was played here for the very first time, first game on a Memorial Day weekend, St. Louis has known about the World's Game, Mark, and they brought it here. Various people brought it here to St. Louis to adapt to the World's Game. So, St. Louis. Didn't they have to have soccer explained to them? Didn't they have the intricacies explained to them about Major League Soccer, club versus country, World Cup every four years? St. Louis has known this for generations, and finally they've been rewarded, richly rewarded, with an absolutely fabulous display for the inaugural weekend.
3: I can't even imagine awesome. how you know someone like you or some of the real enthusiasts felt because it felt cool for those of us who aren't uh, a big part of this. I did have a couple of questions, so a serious question here. Are there yes, any sir. differences? My understanding is that the uh, the fields themselves could vary just a little bit depending on saves. Are there different so, rules for right. the MLS compared to international rules or not? Are they no, exactly sir. the no, same?
2: No, same there you are. Okay. Same work, Same same FIFA rules. And you're right. Some fields vary, but not, not dramatically. But however, as opposed to when the league first started, to give you an idea of how far it's come, uh, Columbus used to have to play their games at the football field at Ohio State. So consequently, it's about, oh, maybe 60, 65 yards wide. So forget it. It was Brian McBride, leading scorer for St. Louis University in their soccer history, played in three World Cups. Everything was instant offense for Brian McBride because you were playing on a football field. Oh, that's interesting. But it's all varied now. It's all different now. Well, I wasn't sure
3: because to me, to my eyes, and maybe this is just not paying close enough attention, which is typical, it seemed a very physical match the other night. Like, more physical than I thought I've seen in the past.
2: No, you're 100% right on, Mark. And as a matter of fact, the first part of the game, I thought, ugh, it's entirely going to be like this? But the first 15, 20 minutes, way too many fouls. Way too many fouls uh, and ru- ruined the, the, the overall fluidity of the game, as a matter of fact. But it quickly settled down, unfortunately, for the fans. And the fans were tremendous. The field, you're talking about the field. The field is magnificent. Uh, Josh does an impeccable job down on the field. Uh, he make, this is his life's work. He came from University of Missouri, and is in, it's, it's a world-class field as are the training facilities, world-class. St. Louis, with their MLS team, has immediately vaulted itself to the top of the league with the overall stadium and training facilities.
3: That is awesome. Well, Bill McDermott, congratulations on being a part of a really, really fun weekend. We're off and running. When's the next game, then? Let me know. Next
2: game, next home game is San Jose, the 18th of March. Uh, The team is on the road this weekend at Portland. Then they conclude the month of March on Saturday, the 25th. Uh, they're at Rail Salt Lake. Awesome!
3: Thank you, McDermott. Congratulations Thank again. You, I can't imagine McDermott. how much fun Thank that was. You. All right, we'll see you. That's great. And Sue, you did not? Did you not get to see? No, it? I don't I mean, have Apple TV. I paid for the Apple TV I Plus. Do I, I knew not have any of it that. Was going to happen, and they, you know, I'm, I'm locked in for the season right now. I ran into someone in the hallway. They said, "How much is that? Twenty bucks?" I'm like, "Oh no, it's it's seventy bucks." <laughs> so I thought it was eighty. Well, I think it is eighty before. You By the know, I think, time I, I, I think there was a seven involved, and then it was like seven seventy ninety nine, or you know what I mean, seven dollars. 99 I'm sure there are many people 99.
4: in yeah in my boat going. I wish I could watch, but uh, I can't. I'm not doing eighty bucks in another streaming service. Right. But I get it. I understand. My that. neighbor works for uh, the new soccer team, and she does events that sort of thing. And I saw her, she has been working nonstop since this whole thing kicked in. And I saw her on Sunday. She got home at 10 a.m. after the game. 10 a.m. They just worked all night, Dad, oh, to clean it all up. Wow. I mean, it, this this is a dedicated team of St. Louisans, too, who have put this whole thing together. It's just awesome.
3: Well, we're off and running here for a Monday edition of the show. We have State Rep Phil Cristofanelli coming up here on some stuff that's going on in Jeff City. We'll have Sue's News in the next hour. I'm very excited because, and I'll mention this a couple of times here this afternoon, uh, my friend Neil Sausage, who is in this band, The Mighty Pines. It's a great... Hey, Great local band. Neil has been here. He's been in the studio talking music before. I've gotten to know him over the past few years, and he's on The Voice, I think, tonight. We know he's going to be a contestant on The Voice. This is the opening night on NBC, and I think Neil is going to be a part of that. They've kind of leaked that out. He, He told me a few weeks ago, he didn't even know until the day of, that he was going to be on that particular show. I've known about this for a while because he was in L.A. last week. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens tonight because he is really, really talented. So we got that going on in the next hour. Former Senator Roy Blunt, I have not spoken had a great relationship with Senator Blunt over the years. You know, he left office. Obviously, we have Eric Schmidt, who will join us tomorrow, I'm told, on the show. But uh, former Senator Blunt will be here this afternoon. Of course, Kusumano will check in. We have Les Sturman, who is the chairman for Citizens for a Greater Downtown, coming in after 5 o'clock talking about safety. In the city, plus a whole lot more in an audio cut of the day on 97.1 FM Talk. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line
0: is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm digging uh, average white band here on a Monday afternoon. got some new bumper music to mix in this afternoon at some point by the way i've been corrected i should know my since i basically grew up in west county i should know my west county geography when it comes to the uh, churches for the fish fries but we will be at um cplp is Baldwin uh, or manchester see i'm screwing this up and we're going to be there at christ uh, prince of peace for our Third, That would be on the uh, the 17th. So Eureka this week, and then C Pop on the 17th. The Cottleville Knights of Columbia Hall on the 24th. We're going to take off the 31st, and then on the 7th. We're still putting one together, hopefully in St. Charles County, but we'll keep you posted on all that. I mentioned we have former Senator Blunt in the next hour here. Kusamana will weigh in on all things sports, including the inaugural game for um, St. Louis City SC. And Les Sturman, who's the chairman for Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis. Look, one of the things, and I don't think Fred mentioned, this when he was in here in the studio he had a runoff to do an interview he said he drove around just because he kind of wanted to feel you know feel the atmosphere the other night he said there were cops everywhere so hopefully that was certainly the case uh let's talk a little state business in this segment this afternoon state representative phil christopher is with us to talk a little bit about some of the things going on down there in the state's capital including his bill on school board members uh how are you this afternoon phil good afternoon thanks for joining us I'm
5: doing well, Mark, heading to the Capitol as we speak.
3: Your district is out there in in the West County area a little bit, or correct me if I'm wrong. Explain where you represent. I'm in St.
5: Charles County, uh, and I represent primarily St. Peter's, uh, but I'm running for Senate in eastern St. Charles County generally.
3: Do you have a a nice Catholic parish there in St. Peter's that we might be able to tap into for one of our fish fries? Keep that in mind, because we are looking for one.
5: We definitely have several of those. Uh, I think that... uh, that St. Peter's does one, and I think that St. Joachim and Ann does one as well.
3: So. Awesome. Well, let's talk about school board election transparency and what you're trying to do here. I have uh, quite quite a bit of interest in this, just from a personal standpoint, because I've seen some of the things that have happened in uh, my district, where my daughter attends the Rockwood district over the past couple of years, and I think there are concerns across the area when it comes to some of the indoctrination, some of the things that are in the school. So what would this particular piece of legislation do, and give us an update here this afternoon?
5: Sure thing, Mark. Well, like many parents, uh, you probably got a front row seat into your kids' education during COVID, and uh, many parents that I've talked to were not really pleased with with what they saw, both in quality and in uh, the politicization of the classroom. And so I've seen a lot of of, uh, formerly, um, you know, hands-off parents getting very involved in running for school board. But but it, believe it or not, in the state of Missouri, running for school board can be a little bit complicated. We have over 525 school districts in our state, which is way higher than, than most states. And each of those have, you know, a school board between five to nine people. Uh, and uh, running for office in each of them, the process is different. Uh, and a lot of times you have to file for office at the actual school district building, which is – uh, if you're an outsider and just a parent, it can be somewhat intimidating to roll into uh, the institution itself. That's so probably the closest to all the incumbents and, and uh, file. And so uh, what, we've, what we've done is we have a bill uh, to require the Secretary of State to create an online interactive database of all the open school board seats uh, when their term is come to do and uh, a, a link to the process. Uh, for filing for those offices so that it's clear and transparent to parents and they don't have to make that awkward call down to the central office asking how they file against their incumbent bosses there. So uh, I think that it's a real common sense approach that uh, will help parents get more involved in their kids' education.
3: Did you say there were 525 school districts? Is that the number?
5: Yeah, it's a little higher than that, actually. And I'd, I'd have to look. It's, it's probably somewhere around 540 uh, is the total. And, you know, it's it's crazy, Mark. We have 6 million some odd people in the Missouri uh, state. Uh, in Florida, they have uh, only one school district for county. And, and so that works out to about 50 to 60 school districts in Florida, which has a population between 18 and 20 million. Uh, and so, you know, we are just way overloaded on on school districts in my opinion and with each of those school districts comes its own layer of bureaucracy you have a superintendent that's making in the six figures you have all the assistant superintendents and the redundant uh, layers of, of administration that really don't have anything to do with the education of kids is this
3: particular plan modeled after something that has happened elsewhere or not
5: so i don't know that any other state has has adopted this particular approach I will tell you that the idea was brought to me because we had a number of parents um, in different parts of the state uh, where it was really unclear. They wanted to run for school board, but it wasn't clear uh, which of the seven members were actually up for re-election because they all have staggered terms. And some of these rural school districts don't even have websites, and so uh, they had to call in to the central office. And say, you know, who's up for election this year, uh, and how do I file? And you know, and, and especially in small towns, Mark, uh, word gets around really fast that so and so called in to to file against school board member X, and that's really not a, a a process that's open and transparent to public participation. That that just furthers the insider control of our our state school boards. And I, I really think that we need to make this in the 21st century really easy and transparent for parents to get involved without without hiding the ball.
3: Uh, State Rep. Phil Cristofinelli is with us from St. Peter's. He's a Republican. What, does this at all tie into or maybe explain to the Parents' Bill of Rights, or this is completely separate from that?
5: Well, uh, it's, it's separate for now, but it could ultimately end up on the Parents' Bill of Rights. I actually have introduced in the House side— Uh, the Parents' Bill of Rights, and I'm also handling the the Senate bill that has now left the Senate and come over to the House uh, for consideration. And the Parents' Bill of Rights is something we've been working on for a couple years, and it's time for uh, uh, Missouri to put parents first when it comes to oversight of our education process, because really, that's what our education system is for. It's for parents and kids. And so what, what we have is a bill that um, does three things one it, it delineates the the right of parents to participate in their kids education to, to speak at school board meetings and be heard and to receive access to uh, an input into their kids curriculum second it creates a transparency database of all of the uh, financial dealings of the school district Uh, all of the contracts with their labor organizations and all of the uh, curriculum that's available to the students. And thirdly, uh, it prohibits uh, schools from uh, politicizing the classroom by requiring students or teachers to affirm particular beliefs or ideologies that most uh, Americans don't share. And so that's what the Parents' Bill of Rights does. I think it's really important. After what we've seen over the past few years, that Missouri takes this step, and I'm I'm hopeful that we can get it passed this year.
3: I saw in forgive me because I was watching. I get these things that are sent, and then I run across some online and Twitter, etc. I saw something that involved you last week at a particular hearing. What what is? Are you involved? And in maybe give us an update on some of the. And this is where it gets a little confusing, Phil. For those of us who aren't in Jeff City, to separate some of these issues. But on the um, on the trans rights issues with um, girls and athletics. How does that tie in and your position on that?
5: Yeah, I, so I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily involved in any of those measures. There's certainly um, there's certainly a few bills that have moved through the legislature. Uh, uh, neither has come to the, the Senate or House floor that would address uh, the the role of, of gender in Missouri athletic contests. Uh, you know that Missouri sports are governed by an organization known as MISHA, uh, and they decide who can play in in various events uh, in the school setting. Uh, and right now, they do have a policy that permits um, for certain people to play on a team other than than the, their their birth gender. Uh, and my understanding is that that there are three or four students across the state that have availed themselves to that policy. And so, I think that way, that issue is working its way through the legislative process. I think you might see some airtime on it uh, in the state Senate this week. Um, It's, uh, I think, still sitting in committee over on the House side, but uh, it's something that a lot of people have brought up and we'll probably have a discussion about it at some
3: point. What's your perspective on the crime issue with uh, the local control here in St. Louis? Obviously, some of this is bleeding out into your neck of the woods in St. Charles County.
5: Yeah, it's uh, really sad, Mark. In my district, uh, right there on Jungerman Road at the Schnucks where I go, to uh, get my groceries every every day. This this past uh, week, we had a woman in her 50s who was just going to get her groceries and was um, robbed and shot in the face uh, by uh, an armed assailant who then fled uh. the scene. Uh, and, you know, this, this sort of thing has never happened in our community before. And it really shows the profound lack of leadership that is going on as it relates to crime in St. Louis City and its surrounding areas, and and really something must be done. I voted in favor of the measure that uh, would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor to uh, deal with the abject failure of the St. Louis City prosecutor to, to prosecute very violent crimes those people are still on the streets, and it's an absolute outrage. And so I'm hopeful uh, that the, the legislature will get that done this year. It looks like the House will also vote on returning control of the St. Louis City Police Department to the state, uh, and uh, it looks like that vote will come up today. And, and uh, you know, I think that something must be done, Mark, because, uh, you know, we've we've seen crime go out of control in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, and in and they're spreading even further into into the pre- previously, uh, you know, um, unviolent areas of, of St. Charles County, and uh, we we simply just can't allow this this crime to continue. Well, I appreciate
3: the the update this afternoon. Keep us posted on everything. Obviously, things are, are moving along in uh, in very legislative ways. Although this is a little less contentious, we're hearing on the other side as it has been in past years, right? On the Senate well, side, well, you
5: know, uh, on on the Senate side, I think that they are having a vigorous debate over uh, the role of of state government and local crime issues. Uh, I think that there is becoming general consensus that we have to do something to address the issue of crime, but there is still, you know, a handful of Democrat senators that are likely to filibuster the crime bill, and so they're going to have to find a way to get past
3: that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. State Representative Phil Cristofanelli. I appreciate the update this afternoon. Keep us posted.
5: Thanks for having me on. Mark. All right, take, take care. care.
3: 341 St. Louis is home for conservative talk. We're back. You know, I had some great audio that um, I snuck in late on Friday. We were live from Senator John Kennedy that I have to revisit because it's so good. That's coming up. Definitely. Not to steal anything from Sue's News, because I don't know if you're going to add it in the next hour. Did you watch any of SNL over the weekend with Travis Kelsey and Kelsey <laughs> Ballerini? Uh, yes, I watched some highlights of it. I have some favorite pieces. I thought it was funny. Are you gonna are you gonna feature some of it? Uh, no, but I oh, No, okay. go right ahead. Do you No, have something? no, I don't I really I just have Kelsey Ballerini singing a song. But I thought you know it was funny, his uh his monologue was great. I didn't watch the Cold Open because those are so bad usually. Yeah, they are. So I just skipped to the monologue. And at first it was funny because I thought I always as someone who speaks on a microphone and on camera and as someone who has some anxiety about that mm-hmm. because i've talked about in the past um i was i always kind of look for nervousness right and i sense a little nervousness at first and then he settled in you know he had his yes, mom and his yes. brother was there once he kind of settled in he was just himself and i thought he did a great job and he kind of made fun of himself on that reality show you know the the dating show i don't even know what that was it was on cable but you can't tell me after watching <laughs> jason kelsey the other night uh, travis kelsey sorry <laughs> that i almost got that confused that he doesn't have a future in tv now i'm not saying being an analyst no, on the it. sidelines or in the booth because that, maybe that's not his thing but i thought he really did a good job for a non-actor and and sue if we're being honest there are actors who go on there like pretty good oh, actors yes. people we consider yes. pretty good who, who can't are do cue it. card readers and yes. they cannot execute the comedy very well, but I thought I thought it was pretty well done overall. My
4: favorite one was the uh, SNL, was it a short that they did, the recorded one where the uh, boyfriends couldn't lift their girlfriends up so the Kelseys came in. <laughs> yes. I
3: loved it so much. They got creative with it, right? Yes, yes. it was awesome. Well, I, uh, you know what? Let's do a little Google search here because... What are you, 80 pounds? I, I loved it. <laughs> Let's find out how the ratings were if they're out yet because something tells me that they were probably better than they have been in uh, in a while. Um, well, maybe they're not out yet, because... I
4: don't know. I hope they were, because he was much better than you would have Yeah, I, I see
3: some recaps, but I don't see anything about the ratings, so we'll keep, okay. we'll keep an eye on that, but my guess would be... Well, Kelsey Ballerini would have been a, a pretty big draw, too, because she's one of the, um, the bigger stars in country music. Here's what she sounded like.
4: And you'll go for a while.
3: I actually did not watch her. I just sort of zipped through some of the bits yeah, at I the beginning, her, and yeah. I thought that they were pretty... Uh, Pretty entertaining overall. Oh, I tell you what, I can talk with uh, with Kusamano about this. This is not your thing, Sue. I'm guessing it's probably your brother's thing because I played golf with your brother. Full swing <laughs> on Netflix. We've talked about this documentary where they followed these PGA players and now these live players. You know, some of whom have jumped um, over to the competing Saudi league. I got so sucked into this on Friday night. I had, we had a little girl that was sleeping over and uh, that's well above my pay grade. So I told my wife, I'm going down, and I'm watching Netflix and the girls and my wife were kind of hanging out upstairs. I couldn't turn it off. I thought it was just so amazingly compelling. Now I'm a big freak about golf, right? But I've also heard this Welcome to Wrexham show is really good and it's the same producers. So you get in, a, in, I, in that particular case, that's the Ryan Reynolds soccer team overseas, and you kind of get a glimpse behind the scenes. So this okay. full swing show, I, again- What did you say on, was Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. Both those shows are on
4: Netflix. I uh, tend to like 30 for 30, any any kind of sports-oriented show I generally like. I, I think I would
3: try that. Well, you know, if you have- personalities that are somewhat compelling you'll know some of the names obviously because right. you know some of the big names but they also do a good job to their credit of explaining the game of golf and mm. how it works and how it's scored for newbies who might not know anything about the game because in my view soccer is a good example here i'm not that into soccer but i've been told that if you watch welcome to wrexham that that's fantastic and you don't have to be you yeah, know in cool. any good documentary is going to do that for you so uh, i was a real big fan of that. I wanted to start the Mandalorian with my daughter, didn't get quite around to that, so that's something that's on my list for this week. We have Sue's News coming up in the next hour, then former Senator Blunt will be with us. I have not chatted with Roy since before, well before the holidays as he left office at the start of the year. The guy who replaced him in the United States Senate from Missouri, uh, Eric Schmidt, will be with us, I'm told, tomorrow on the Mark Reardon show. Uh, another senator that I'm quite fond of, we feature him on a regular basis in my show opens. In fact, I think I even said on Friday, I use this for cut of the day, but I wanted to revisit it. This kind of gives us, I think, maybe four more cuts for opens, Sue, when you really think about Senator John Kennedy. And he's just sometimes, he's a wordsmith. You know, he says it with that accent. Oh, he was at I love CPAC it. over the weekend.
1: Americans do not deserve to be governed by deeply weird nauseously woke people who hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Zeus, and Mr. Potato Head who hyperventilate on their yoga mats if you use the wrong pronoun. The truth is, I do not hate anyone. So I say this gently. The Biden administration sucks. If you put President Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert, he would run out of
3: sand. Oh, there he is, Senator John Kennedy. He was a crowd favorite at CPAC over the weekend in Washington. That was not very well attended. The numbers were way, way down compared to past years. And it was pretty much the Trump show. DeSantis avoided Trump was there.
1: We are going to finish what we started. We started something that was a We're going to complete the mission. I will be the president who rallies our people and restores our freedom and confidence again. Strong and proud, not weak and woke. What you saw
2: was surgical precision execution day after day after day. And because we did that, we beat the left day after day after day.
3: I I didn't think DeSantis was there. That sounded like DeSantis, didn't it? There was Nikki Haley in there Mm. with Trump. So I'd have to check on that because I know that DeSantis gave a speech uh, also over the weekend, that was really good. But I thought he had skipped CPAC. So we'll double check on that because I wasn't sure. But here's Chris Christie. Look, on the Trump thing, you're seeing polling that came out last week that shows that he still has a lead. DeSantis not even officially in this race. So he shows up. He thinks that the same momentum is going to be there. Here is his former friend, I guess, because now, you know, people break bad on him. Chris Christie.
2: You saw the scenes at CPAC. That room was half full. Yeah. OK, let's not pretend that CPAC is CPAC anymore. It's Pac. Okay, it's Trump PAC. It's not CPAC any longer. And only the most desperate people showed up at CPAC to even speak other than Trump um, or people within Trump's orbit. Um, the, The fact of what's going on here is the reason I think the rallies are not going on, Maggie, is not just because of the money, although I think that's a factor. I don't think the rallies would be nearly as big as they mm, were. I,
4: I, that is absolutely
3: true. Yeah, that's an interesting question from Chris Christie and an interesting point about the rallies for Donald Trump. We'll keep you posted on that. we got Sue's News, a Monday edition coming up after the top of the hour.
2: Get more
0: at 971talk.com.